Hi everyone, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on the Word of God chapter by chapter. My name is Mark, and today I'll be covering James chapter 3. In this chapter, James talks mainly about two matters, the matter of bridling the tongue and the matter of behaving in wisdom. So I'll start with the first part. James points out in this chapter that our tongue is a very small part of our body, yet it can actually do a lot. We can see that this matter of our tongue really refers to our speech, what we say, what we express. In today's day and age, our tongue isn't limited to what audibly comes out of our mouth, but it also includes what we say and what we express in our communication online and our posts on the internet. Regarding this matter of our speech, I'm reminded of Proverbs 18.21, which says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Our tongue is a small part of our physical body, but from this small member in our body, we can give life or we could speak death. And so here in this chapter, James gives some metaphors of how something small can control the outcome. In verse 3, he says, If we put bridles into the mouths of horses, we direct their whole body as well. A bridle is a headgear, a small tool that is put on the horse's mouth and controls where they go. It controls and directs them. Then in verse 4, he mentions ships. Though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, they are directed by a very small rudder, wherever the impulse of the pilot wills. So just like a pilot can control a ship by the use of a very small rudder, in the same way, our tongue determines whether we give life or death to others. James also mentions earlier in his epistle in 119, You know this, my beloved brothers, but let every man be quick to hear, slow to speak. There's something about not responding right away. And it's not because we might not know the answer, but rather it's a matter of realizing that what we speak matters and has a direct impact. Once you say something, you can't take your words back. This speaking on the bridling of our tongue is something very practical that will help us live as proper Christians. This is also one of the many practical virtues of Christian perfection brought up in the book of James. But actually, we need to realize that the way we live our Christian life cannot be something separate from our experience of Christ. And this brings us to the second half of this chapter on behaving in wisdom. In verse 13, he says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show by his good manner of life his works and meekness of wisdom. I want to point out that there's a difference between wisdom and having understanding. They may seem synonymous, but actually this matter of wisdom is a matter of receiving God himself, rather than just receiving something in our mind. This comes from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30, where Paul says, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom to us from God. As believers, we were put into Christ Jesus, and this one became wisdom to us from God. So if we're seeking wisdom on what to do in certain matters, it's not just getting advice or getting an idea of what to do. It's not separate from God himself. Rather, to have wisdom is to receive God, to contact God, to really enjoy Christ by touching Him in the deepest part of our being, which is our spirit. When talking about this matter of bridling our tongue and considering our speech, I think we can all realize that there's a need for wisdom. 
We can have understanding that can be related to our mind, but even deeper than having a mental comprehension of a situation and how to respond, we need wisdom, which is God himself. The same is true for all the other practical virtues of Christian perfection. The way we become perfected is not something we can do by exercising our mind. Rather, it is through our experience and enjoyment of God in our spirit. John 4.24 says, God is spirit. That's his essence. And those who contact him, those who worship him, must worship in spirit and truthfulness. So wisdom to us is from God, and wisdom is in our spirit. And to go further, once we experience and enjoy God, we shouldn't leave. We shouldn't be like a car where we just need to get fueled or charged up once in a while. It's not a matter of just touching the Lord in the morning. We read one chapter of the Bible or we listen to our daily manna, and then we forget about the Lord, just go about our day because we got filled with him earlier. But actually, our consciousness and our realization should be that we are remaining with him. Of course, we practically can't be reading the word for hours a day or being Christian gatherings 24-7, but we need to endeavor to remain with him as we go throughout our day. Instead of being like a car We're like an appliance, constantly receiving the electrical power and supply. We have to remain plugged in. We have to stay connected to the source because as soon as we get unplugged, we lose the supply. So the way we experience wisdom from God in regards to our speech and whatever we do to live the proper Christian life is really through this matter of remaining with Him. That's how we're able to live out the Christian life. That's how we're able to have the real wisdom from God and how to have the practical Christian perfection. It's not a matter of learning what's the right thing to do or the right thing to say or even taking all these points of Christian perfection and trying to practice them on our own without the Lord. But actually, as we receive light and supply from the Word and from God Himself, we remain with Him. We stay with Him. And that's how he can really become wisdom to us in a practical way, in an experiential way, in all our situations for our Christian life. Well, that's it for today. Thank you for tuning in and keep enjoying the Bible.